Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, welcome to the New Books Network. I am your host, Ari Barbalat. I am honored to be in dialogue today with my dear guest, Nuria Al Husseini, the Communication Director of Muwatana for Human Rights, based in Sana'a, Yemen. Nuria, it is my blessing to be in communication with you today. Thank you, Ari. It's a pleasure. To begin, um, I would be grateful if you could tell tell us about the work that Muwatana for Human Rights does. How did Muwatana come to exist? And what kinds of activities does Muwatana for Human Rights engage in? Okay. Um, first, uh, Muatana is a, a Yemeni um, organization, independent Yemeni organization, uh, working on um, uh, adv- advocating uh, for human rights by uh, uh, documenting uh, the human rights violation uh, in Yemen, and then um, calling for uh, accountability to help the uh, uh, all perpetrators accountable and uh, bring redress to victims. It started by the co-founders, uh, Radia Al-Mutawakkil and um, Rashid Al-Faqih. Um, the couple start, uh, started the, uh, the organization uh, in 2007. And then um, uh, officially um, uh, they get the permit um, in 2013. Um, and um, it's they started like uh, having uh, expanding the uh, institutional capacity and start to have and intensify the activities. Uh, and now um, we're currently um, documenting, as, as I said, uh, documenting the human uh, rights violation committed by uh, the parties to the conflict and. Um, and then uh, publishing the result of uh, the investigation in in many publications. Uh, also, Muatana um, for Human Rights provides um, legal support and advice uh, to victims of um, uh, detention, enforced disappearance, and uh, torture. Uh, also, Muatana um, implementing uh, advocacy advoc- uh, activities and campaigns and. Um, uh, as I mentioned, also uh, to ensure uh, working to ensure accountability and redress. That's it uh, in brief. How does a typical day unfold in Mawatana's work? How does a typical week at Mawatana play out in terms of your daily activities? Okay. Um... Uh, as Motana working uh, both in uh, on field 
and um, uh, office based. Uh, so um, uh, in parallel, uh, uh, field and office working effectively uh, in documenting the human rights violation uh, and then uh, send uh, them to, to the, um, the uh, uh, central team to review and check for, uh, uh, ask for more uh, information. Uh, this is what, uh, oh, what uh, regarding the documenting uh, and uh, also providing the uh, legal support for, uh, for victims. Um, and then preparing and publishing the materials either on Motona website uh, or in social media platforms. All of these seeking uh, um, to, um, to advocate for human rights, uh, building human rights memory and um, uh, calling for accountability. Also, all of these uh, together um, working of um, um, uh, staff, um, collaborating with uh, with each other, and working in a very in highly risk um, environment. So the ideal um, day or week when uh, everyone is safe and uh, doing uh, their work uh, effectively. That's it. Thank you for sharing. What do you look for in prospective staff and volunteers? What makes an ideal Mawatana team member? Okay. Um, given the nature of work of Mawatana for Human Rights in human rights field and related activities, um, all this um, uh, is um, adhered to a code of conduct, uh, which is strict uh, to, um, that is, uh, control reference for conduct, uh, ethics, and criteria for all uh, who's working in all levels to achieve high level of uh, efficiency and professionalism, um, working all together to promote and protect human rights. Can you describe Mawatana's code of conduct? What ethical norms and principles do you adhere to? Um, actually, um, uh, there is a lot of principles, so I'll mention like in brief sure. uh, the main principles um, started by objectivity and accuracy. So um, Motana is committed to achieving high, uh, highest standards of investigation and research in order to gain access to accurate and um, accurate data of human rights violation using precise legal frameworks. From our of incidents, uh, also independence and imp uh, impartiality. So Motan avoids any activity that may create conflict with its mission. Uh, Motan neither support any political position nor acts as a political tool for a local actor or foreign policy. Motan operates uh, independently. Uh, of governments and has its own implementation program and policies. Um, also integrity, uh, Muatana does not put itself under any financial or moral obligation for any other party or uh, organization that may affect its work. Um, as Muatana is a um, non-profit organization, 
Watana um, is not engaged in any businesses uh, in may, uh, that may uh, uh, that may inconsistent with uh, with its stated objectives. So also we have transparency and accountability. So Motana adopts a responsible, clear, and transparent policy regard regarding its mission, objective, and um, governing principles for its work. Uh, Motana follows the principle of clarity and open uh, and open uh, about uh, the possible effects of its work and uh, on the victims and witnesses. Uh, of the violation. Um, also, dignity and respect. Motana respond to the fears and the interests of uh, violation victims and witnesses, respecting their rights and preserving their human dignity and liberty. Um, Motana focuses on impact and rejecting uh, violence. This is one of the crucial uh, principles that uh, Motana's follow. Um, Motana um, refuses uh, engaging in justifying or promoting all forms uh, of violence. Also, uh, coordination and, crea and creation of, of network, uh, participation uh, and co uh, confidentiality, um, supporting uh, for the local human rights movement locally and globally, preserving uh, uh, pre uh, preventing uh, conflict uh, of interest, uh, gender equality, diversity and integration, uh, efficiency, uh, learning, um, copyright, of course. And this is the main uh, principles that uh, Motana follows and um, uh, seeking for in each uh, work, um, either staff, volunteer, anyone we contract with, and so on. How do your reports advance our understanding of torture? Yeah, um, as you, you know, uh, torture is one of the most grave violations that really um, affect the human uh, dignity. So uh, while working on, um, on this um, grave violation, Motana um, reached to that uh, the conflict, the conflicting parties in Yemen have used torture as a systematic method to impose uh, their domination over the areas under their, their control. And Motana, while talking to to a number of victims of torture and uh, ill treatment, they all describe a variety of practices they had been subjected to, um, horrifying, uh, horrifying uh, treatment, uh, even though the warring parties represent multiple different authorities, they share the same unlawful behaviors. Um, so um, we, um, as Motana, st uh, stressed uh, on the needs for bringing those responsible for such violation from all parties to the conflict to justice, and that all parties in um, who uh, exercise um, uh, the function or activities should uh, abide by uh, the principle of international human um, rights law and the international humanitarian law in order to 
stop this pattern of grave violation. So um, many, um, as the uh, the victim said and told Motana, um, uh, they described they have been uh, detained in over uh, crowded uh, rooms, uh, handcuffed, uh, exposed to kicking, beating. Um, they describe uh, sexual assaults. Um, they said uh, that they have been uh, exposed to insult and inhuman on basis of um, allegation, accusing them of supporting or spying. Uh, also, they have been uh, exp uh, exposed to denying them food, water, and healthcare. So um, we have um, published a number of uh, reports on uh, on torture uh, including um, <clears throat> uh, a report called in the darkness uh, describe uh, describe uh, more about um, torture uh, sometimes it may lead uh, to death of course and um, many um, victims uh, have been subjected to other um, violation like um, disappearance for long periods or death. Um, uh, also, uh, we, ha uh, we have uh, published or released um, an animated uh, a documentary uh, film. Um, it uh, shows uh, the types and the um, patterns of, uh, of torture uh, in three um, governing rates and three um, different authorities. All of these uh, warring parties, as I said, uh, they all represent different authorities, but they all sh uh, share the same unlawful uh, behaviors. This is what uh, I can say. Thank you. I appreciate the detail you provided. How has the conflict in Yemen impacted Yemen's minorities such as Jews and Baha'is? Okay. The um, minorities, uh, especially those religious minorities, uh, they have been uh, exposed to, to many violations. Um, uh, as you just uh, mentioned, Jews and Baha'is uh, were among the, the uh, religious group who have been subjected to um, detention for long, long periods. And um, uh, some, uh, some of them have been exposed to, to um, what we can call it, the enforced disappearance. Um, I can like mention some examples mm. uh, for, sure. um, for their um, atrocities they have been through. Okay, uh, on uh, March 23rd, 2020, the Specialized Criminal Court um, in Sana'a under healthy control uh, upheld the death sentence uh, issued against Hamid Haidara, a leader uh, of Baha'i community after length and unfair trial that lasted nearly five years. Uh, Mahdi al-Mashat, head of um, Ansarullah Supreme Pol Political Council, announced on March 25th that Haidara would be 
uh, paranoid and uh, all Baha'i prisoners released. There have been like um, six um, Baha'i uh, men um, held um, uh, in prison. Uh, I, after the the uh, the specialized criminal court uh, uh, of appeal in Sanaa, Haidara um, and other Baha'i um, men remained detained for several uh, for uh, several years, and then they were transferred by plan from Sanaa to, uh, to outside Yemen. Uh, the international uh, Baha'i community announced uh, the transfer uh, in a press release. And then the specialized criminal court held a trial session on August uh, 22, um, uh, in 2020, uh, declaring that the sixth Baha'i uh, released as Vigiotef uh, from justice. Um, also, um, regarding uh, Baha'i community or Baha'i um, minority in Yemen. Uh, in, in 2017, the authority of, um, uh, of, Aden, of Aden arrested two members of Baha'i minority and turned them over to Emirati authorities who released them several months later. Um, also, um, Houthi arrested dozens of men and women members of the Baha'i minority in Sana'a in, uh, in, uh, on April uh, 2017. Uh, that the detention of Baha'i um, of Baha'is on account of their faith appears to be part of a wider crackdown on minorities by Houthi authority. Um, and it's um, making entire families live in fear and for their safety, of course, and for uh, the safety of their beloved ones. This is regarding the, the Baha'i community. Uh, regarding the, uh, the Jews, um, Ansarullah continues till today to uh, a pretty detain a Jewish man called Libi Marhabi, a member of a Yemen Jusk minority. Um, Marhabi was arrested in, in 2016 till now uh, for allegations uh, related to assisting uh, in the passage of Torah scroll from Yemen to Israel. Um, despite an appeal court decision uh, in public fund court in 2019, the appeal court uh, supported the decision of public fund court enforcement uh, with time served, but until now, Marhabiz is still in prison unlawfully. Um, other uh, Yemeni Jews uh, were, um, have been um, facing a lot of uh, restrictions and um, like verbal uh, harassment uh, that enforced them to leave Yemen. Uh, those uh, uh, have been through a lot and they face um, a lot of um, violations regarding their um, uh, um, they enforce them to to um, to sell everything they have and leave the country can you comment on the plight of African refugees in Yemen? as they experience the present war in Yemen while also having fled 
from other regional hardships from conflicts in the continent. The number of illegal migrants crossing the, uh, the bank of, um, of the Horn of Africa towards Yemen and Saudi Arabia exceeds the number of migrants from Africa to Europe. However, the international community's handing of the regional migration to Yemen remains very low. Uh, as Afri uh, African uh, migrants pick up to escape from the hardship of living in Ethiopia, uh, Somalia, uh, they arrive in Yemen, uh, which is, of course, going through serious and, hard, and harsh living conditions that may be difficult to endure, in the hope of reaching good life in the oil gulf countries or dying on the side of the, board, of the road while a few are visiting Yemen to obtain the UNHCR asylum documents. Um, there have been many incidents of migrants drawing in the Gulf of Aden, uh, which no one knows about um, exact um, when some bodies are uh, washed up ashore or found uh, by fishermen uh, weeks after drawing at, uh, at the sea. Uh, there is no doubt that illegal African um, migrants face unknown uh, and, and horrible fate as soon as they uh, set foot on Yemeni land, where they, uh, they fall easy prey to human trafficking gangs and uh, smuggling networks that practice uh, multiple forms of assaults and organized crimes, including murder, um, uh, extortion uh, by demanding uh, ransom uh, from concerned families, uh, sexual harassment and exploitation, forced labor. Um, however, the essence of suffering uh, incurred by um, migrants does not end here, especially as the, uh, the transit route is located in war-torn country. Yemen, uh, when the Ansarullah Houthi took control of capital Sana'a by force, the, hostili uh, the hostilities escalated between the internationally recognized government forces and military intervention of the uh, Saudi Marathi coalition, in addition to the armed formation supported by the coalition. So since then, African migrants shared the dangers um, of armed conflict and the miserable life of millions of Yemeni in a country home uh, to the, wor the world's uh, worst humanitarian crisis. The midset of this humanitarian disaster in Yemen, uh, more than 4 million persons have been internally displaced uh, as, follow as the fall of illegal African migrants to Yemen continues to increase. The humanitarian crisis in the country has worsened. Um, human rights organizations um, documented horrific violation uh, of migrants by the partisan conflicts. Um, as I mentioned, like uh, murder, sexual assaults, uh, detention, torture, finan uh, financial uh, exportation, and, and forced uh, deportation. Like the rest of Yemenis, the lives of ten, um, ten of thousands of African migrants uh, standed uh, in Yemen remains in real danger due to the armed conflict and escalation of hostilities. Um, 
many have been killed and wounded by uh, by the um, aerial ground attacks, armed clashes, and so on. And uh, they still uh, they still facing denial access to essential services and materials to survive. So this is. This is really miserable what uh, happened to uh, to the migrants, but they still uh, came into to Yemeni shores, seeking to go to um, either Saudi Arabia or or other Gulf countries. I can't imagine. Thank you for sharing this. How are gender-based violence and domestic violence impacting Yemen's women during this conflict? Yeah. Uh, actually, there is an um, escalation of level of violence against women during the war, um, combined with um, uh, by the collapse of official and social protection institutions that uh, women can resort uh, to in order to have protection, and also uh, limit um, or at least to to limit the escalation of this phenomena. Uh, Notably, gender inequalities are closely linked to, to conflict and uh, fragility. Um, it's um, in, uh, also there is indicators that uh, uh, that uh, the the war affect gravely affected um, the women and girls um, uh, situation. Uh, in a country uh, that women and children constitute more than 70%. Um, also, there is 4 million displaced people. Uh, maybe most of them were supported by women, and mostly they are um, they are women and children. So um, it, uh, it uh, estimate, uh, there's some um, indicator estimated that 5 million women and girls are um, uh, on a child uh, bearing age. Uh, many of them are pregnant, pregnant and baby caring women uh, with no or limited access to productive health services. Um, so um, all of these um, are combined with the escalation of conflict, uh, the uh, increasing rate of, um, uh, of uh, displacement, um, a need of protection is increases also with the, as I mentioned, collapsing of social and institutional, legal and family protection walls. Uh, many women are forced to adopt a negative coping mechanism to serve, to survive, including child marriage, human trafficking, uh, child labor, and others. Um, Early or child marriage rates are the highest among the interna uh, internal displaced persons, uh, with may uh, with one uh, in five uh, girls between the age of ten and nineteen being married, com compared to one in eight to to the host communities and so on. So, um, uh, it's really devastating. Um, situation of women and girls during war. Uh, uh, humanitarian indicators for the 2021 uh, uh, indicate that 
one million pregnant and baby caring women will uh, will suffer from acute malnutrition, um, increasing risk, uh, risk to uh, newborn um, children, leading to uh, more cases of severe and uh, a very increasing food insecurity. So it's like um, a circle of violations started by war and not end to the um, to the uh, to to women being exposed to uh, to violence that may in many times lead to death. I appreciate you sharing this. Thank you. Can you comment on the use of starvation as an instrument of warfare in Yemen? Okay, Matana for Human Rights uh, have released uh, last year a report uh, named Starvation Makers. Uh, it's mainly talk um, uh, about the uh, how the uh, departed the conflict um, use uh, the uh, the starvation as uh, a tool of warfare in Yemen. So um, we have concluded uh, in in the starvation maker report that members of the uh, Saudi um, uh, Emirati-led coalition and um, healthy armed group used the uh, the starvation as a method of warfare. Um, parts of the conflict have uh, deprived civilian of objects uh, that are essential to their uh, survival, starving them in some times to death. So, um, um, members of um, of Saudi-led uh, uh, coalition and uh, healthy armed group were aware of the uh, virtual uh, certainty that following their conduct, their act, uh, the starvation would occur um, or happen uh, in the ordinary course of event uh, that um, without, um, that is without humanitarian intervention or intended to use starvation as a method of warfare. Um, uh, further investigation with a few uh, to mapping and identifying those responsible for uh, for the use of uh, starvation as a method of warfare as well as other crimes committed in the context uh, of the conflict in Yemen is required to determine the identify of the perpetrators and the mode of the uh, liability under which they have held responsible. So uh, in this report, um, uh, we have um, discussing uh, two um, uh, two main um, um, parts of the conflict, which which are um, the Saudi coalition and the um, healthy armed group. The uh, the healthy armed group um, have planted uh, uh, landmines. Uh, in uh, farm uh, in farms uh, that the local um, people are using to plant their um, uh, their goods uh, and uh, uh, those materials were uh, really indispensable uh, for life uh, while the um, the Saudi Marathi-led coalition have um, uh, hit um, um, a different um, uh, fishermen and um, farms 
and other um, uh, materials that is uh, indispensable to life. So um, the conclusion that we can say that Yemeni people are not being uh, are not starving, but they are being starved by the partisan conflict. So this main um, the main um, uh, comment that I can um, uh, say. What role does the internet play in your advocacy activities? How does the internet help and hinder your work? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, there's an essential role of um, internet uh, that play, uh, uh, especially during um, uh, the Yemeni conflict. Um, uh, Yemen have been uh, put in. Um, uh, there, uh, no uh, airports have been uh, working. As, um, two, only two uh, airports uh, have been uh, have been working uh, since the uh, the closure of uh, Sanaa Airport, the capital. Um, a very limited um, uh, flights, and uh, so the internet. Um, you know, uh, when COVID-19 um, just closed the, the world, uh, we have been through this before. I mean, uh, no one can uh, go out and limited uh, flights. Uh, no one can travel easily. Uh, so um, the internet here um, uh, make it easier to connect with people outside. Uh, to uh, to reach to to public uh, inside Yemen uh, and outside Yemen, of course, um, reaching to um, to, uh, to to um, um, trying to to reach to uh, to many pe- uh, to as many people as we can uh, using the uh, social media platforms uh, uh, that really help. Um, also, uh, uh, having the um, advice and um, consultant uh, consultant uh, from different um, uh, uh, people um, in in different countries in different topics. So, um, in our work, uh, it's really essential. People um, working in the field send us um, the reports uh, using internet, and then we receive uh, all of the work. Uh, uh, sometimes, as we said, um, as I said, uh, we send uh, uh, some asking for uh, some advice or help, asking for uh, legal uh, framework and so on. So uh, it's really essential for, uh, for our work and for the um, for, uh, civil society and civil movement. Yes. Thank if you. I did bad, you can delete this part. Oh, you're phenomenal. I'm so impressed. You're doing amazing. You're doing amazing. You're beyond brilliant. Can you comment on the vicarious plight of family members of individuals detained in Yemen's prisons. What kinds of psychological effects 
have detentions of children, siblings, and parents had on families? Okay. Uh, actually, most of the detained um, persons, especially those who have different um, political view, uh, who have been uh, um, detained maybe for for uh, months and years, uh, mainly they are the uh, the bread owners. So. Um, uh, people, um, their family, especially uh, children, uh, they depend uh, on them financially. So they get uh, their, they uh, they really uh, didn't have um, money anymore. Uh, they uh, they live uh, their lives in fear. Um, uh, they uh, they are waiting for their uh, beloved one to to uh, to come uh, to uh, to be back again to their lives so uh, especially when uh, the detained uh, passing through um like uh, uh, what we can call it um uh, forcefully uh, disappearance so uh, the psychological effects um are really harsh they they just keep asking themselves and and the the older ones um are they still alive or they are dead or uh, what's tomorrow? Um, I mean, are they going to back again? All of these questions um, and no one, um, no one knows. I mean, uh, the authorities just say uh, he's not here or um, uh, he might be dead or this, um, this kind of psychological torture um sometimes as i said living in fear uh waiting for the um for the uh, uh officials to come again to to the home uh, taking someone else from the family or um searching uh taking some um like laptops or phones trying to uh uh, and there's sometimes uh, stigma on the um, on the families, uh, like uh, are they are like uh, having uh, they are spying or they have different political uh, uh, view. So they are working for for the the opposite side and so on. So uh, they really have uh, live in um, in a harsh. Uh, either economic uh, or uh, psychological uh, conditions. What do your reports teach us about disability? Can you comment on the suffering of individuals with disabilities and victims in the war who have disabilities? Yeah, actually, um, uh, people or persons with disabilities are suffering even before the war. Uh, Imagine that after the war, when their their um, the whole system have been collapsed, so their situation have uh, has been um, increased or uh, becoming worse by mounting obstacles 
either in access accessing to surfaces, uh, maybe um, the damage of um, uh, to the uh, infrastructure. Uh, maybe uh, some uh, some of them have been uh, forced to live in displacement uh, settings that lead to the to the basic needs for life. Uh, moreover, the um, the conflict have resulted in suspending the activities for many uh, local um, um, NGOs that uh, looking uh, or uh, that are um, uh, providing services for um, for uh, or to persons disabilities. Um, in addition, more restrictions have been placed um, in in the working of. Um, a local NGO or international NGO that assisting person with disabilities. Um, some facilities uh, uh, have been target, uh, targeted, uh, maybe um, hitting by missiles. Um, uh, some uh, have been uh, um, occupied by uh, by fighters. Uh, uh, also, the um, uh, the the community of a person with disabilities, um, they uh, the war create a new um, a new community of people with disabilities due to the to the war. I mean, landmines, uh, airstrikes, and so on. So um, the community uh, of um, personal disabilities I just mentioned that have been suffering since before the war and their uh, suffering uh, has been inten uh, intensified uh, and the new community uh, of uh, personal disabilities who they just uh, find themselves in the mid in the midst of the war uh, with um, within uh, uh, what we can call it a disability uh, plus a very uh, uh, difficult situation. So um, many uh, psychological, social, economic impacts uh, resulting from the, um, the disability and the war. Um, they, they are suffering a lot, they, they, they need a lot, and uh, they are facing a lot of uh, obstacles. And among all of these, there's some there's some hope uh, that they uh, they start to cope with the uh, with their uh, new uh, situation. Uh, uh, they, you know, they try to to have a um, what we can call it a, a positive view to the life, trying to cope with it, and. Um, trying to be a good um, member of the community, helping uh, other uh, persons and so on. Can you comment on the impact of COVID-19 on the situation in Yemen? Yeah, uh, actually uh, um, the health uh, system uh, in Yemen is, is very devastating. So, um, the COVID when COVID nineteen uh, came, um, it becomes more um, uh, worse. Well, it becomes worse. I mean, so uh, the capacity of hospitals and health centers just collapsed. 
uh, no one can accept um, uh, the hospital scan uh, or uh, they weren't able to accept uh, uh, patients. Um, um, high, high, high rate of uh, deaths, um, and um, maybe the the uh, the health system as um, was really bad. Uh, the parties of the conflict um, uh, affected in um, in targeting more uh, hospitals. So what we have left uh, were uh, really. Um, poor um, uh, equipped, uh, equipped uh, hospitals and, and health centers. So uh, it was really a disaster. So um, high um, mortality um, and morbidity uh, were among the, the Yemeni um, community. And uh, there was no uh, no enough um, information or data. No one, um, uh, especially when uh, in the Houthi armed group uh, um, controlling areas, uh, there were no um, no data, no statics for the um, uh, for the uh, people who have been died because of COVID nineteen or in uh, or um, uh, infect infection. And uh, also, when the um, vaccine came, uh, some issues raged between uh, healthy um, armed group and the uh, World Health uh, Organization. So no vaccines also here. So um, uh, people uh, start to, to have like um, uh, public... Um, we can call it um, traditional remedies, and um, with the with the, with the trying to have these um, um, some restrictions, so they they pass the the first and second wave of COVID nineteen, but with a lot of um, of loss. If. One of our listeners wants to respond constructively to the situation in Yemen. What should they do? What would you recommend? What would be most helpful? Um, the the conflict in Yemen uh, is not just like a, it's a civil war. Um, Yemeni people are are fighting. No, there is like regional and international uh, actors. Uh, so uh, knowing more uh, about the conflict, uh, supporting or asking um, uh, your um, state uh, to support the peace and call for accountability. Um, maybe if they uh, if they uh, they are from countries who sells weapons, so uh, they can ask their. Um, governments to stop selling uh, weapons to the actors, to the main actors like Iran, Saudi Arabia, and Emirates, um, and supporting the, um, the peace and to stop supporting the warring parties. So this is the main thing. 
How have historical monuments suffered in the present conflict? <clears throat> okay. Um, and targeting, uh, targeting of cultural property and historical moments uh, is one of the um, of the area of agreements for all of the warring parties in Yemen. Actually, destruction of historical moments and aircrafts, archaeological and religious buildings is the main manifestation of the country's descent into um, the abyss of the war without resolution. A war that uh, has affecting everything and has not spread the life and property of Yemenis, including their ancient past and their unifying culture. <clears throat> so similarly, um, the damage caused by the war affected the, col uh, the collective memory of Yemenis, um, which is uh, evident in their uh, imposing uh, fortress castles, uh, high towers, um, um, the, the uh, temples, everything. Mm. Uh, since the outbreak of the conflict in the middle of um, 2014, cultural objects in Yemen have been subjected to many different types of violations and attacks. These violations have affected many historical mountains, buildings, museums, and took uh, many forms such as uh, aerial strikes, shillings attack, destruction and damage, um, as well as uh, conducting hostile uh, acts from the fancy of these uh, of these cultural objects, or using them uh, for direct military purposes. Uh, in addition, uh, some cultural property have been subjected to uh, violations, or uh, like uh, compulsive violations. Like uh, some have been subjected to airstrikes and ground chilling military use, and even destruction and damage. So all parts of the conflict engage in violation and attacks on the uh, <clears throat> uh, historical and cultural property. And these attacks have caused, um, have caused uh, numerous damage to some of these properties and even amounted to destruction, like uh, completely destruction of two uh, religious landmarks and ties. Um, by extremisms. Um, you recently wrote objects. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. I don't know if you were finished your answer. <laughs> so, um, uh, the parts of the conflict uh, have been engaged in destruction of large amount of cultural objects whether by using them for military purposes um, that um, cause uh, that cause or by causing uh, damage to them um, maybe uh, because these parties and affiliated uh, armed groups um, attitude against or towards history that has been inconsistent with, with their ideology. Uh, many cultural properties have been destroyed uh, the area under their control. Uh, so Yemen with its like uh, ancient um, history have been destroyed by the 
by the um, conflicting parties. You recently wrote to U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. What did you say to him? Uh, actually, uh, we asked for uh, some uh, steps regarding the drone at uh, the U.S. drone attacks on uh, on Yemeni civilian, uh, asking for um, issuing a public apology for civilian lives uh, that the U.S. Uh, military has already acknowledged in Yemen. Um, and uh, we ask that um, issuing a meaningful apology and acknowledgement to families who, whose uh, loved ones the, the U.S. military has already admitted um, to harm in Yemen, asking for a new investigation into the impact of U.S. operation in Yemen, including reports of civilian harm provided by our uh, by our organization and other organizations. Um, uh, similarly, we have believed that uh, we need an investigation into um, the civilian harm that we provide um, and uh, provide greater transparency, including more detailed information regarding the US military strikes uh, that led uh, to civilian casualties in Yemen. Um, for uh, we have documented uh, twelve uh, military operations carried by uh, carried out by the U.S. military forces in Yemen between two, uh, 2017 and 2019. Um, and um, for each uh, incidents we report, we asked um, uh, about what uh, what is uh, the the assessment of the total number of people killed and, and injured in each operation. How did the uh, US military classify each of the people killed or injured as individual or combatant? Uh, does the US acknowledge killing children and women in this incident? If so, how many? Uh, how did uh, the US classify the statue of this um, status of these uh, children and women? Um, what type of, uh, of investigation was carried out to ensure US military action compared with the international law? What steps were taken to gather information? What were the results and what steps were taken, if any, uh, to discipline or um, to discipline or hold accountable individuals found to have violated rules of engagement or international law? Understanders in this operations. In addition, we would uh, we um, like we ask for understand uh, understand what additional information that uh, they consider apart from uh, internal military sources, if any, when evaluating whether uh, whether civilian harm occurred, uh, make uh, make amends, including. Um, Payments or operations were appropriate uh, to survivors and victims. Um, surviving family member ensuring accountability, um, uh, accountability for civilians harm caused by violation of international humanitarian law and, and uh, international human rights law. Thank you. So this is the main thing, yes. Thank you.
How has the war in Yemen impacted schools and educational institutions? Okay. Uh, uh, education, um, school, uh, education institutions, uh, especially schools, um, have been impacted um, briefly during the, the conflict. Uh, we have documented hundreds of um, attacks on schools uh, by, uh, by different parts of the conflict. The Saudi um, Emirati-led coalition have helped uh, hundreds of schools and other educational facilities uh, while uh, Ansarullah, healthy armed group, uh, have um, attacked, occupied, um, arrest uh, teachers, um, and um, at the uh, Yemeni um, internationally recognized Yemeni government also have occupied and attacked schools. So um, in total, um, uh, like. Um, hundreds of schools have been uh, partially or totally uh, damaged or become uh, unsafe uh, to continue studying. Um, many um, children and uh, students uh, can't attend uh, schools anymore. Um, uh, also, um, the um, salary cuts uh, of uh, teachers and other um, uh, employees have really uh, affected the ed education and um, educational um, process uh, in total. So that's it. One individual I'd be curious to ask you about is Abdul Ali Suleiman Al Khulbi. Can you describe his fates and the story of what happened to him? Abdul uh, Suleiman Al Hulbi is a is a farmer uh, from Muka um, district in Taiz um, uh, Governorate. Uh, he's uh, he used to be um, a farmer, uh, and he was living a good um, uh, living condition, but after. Um, an airstrike hits his uh, 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 his family house. Um, uh, Ali Abdul Ali um, uh, became like uh, after the bombing uh, that killed everyone uh, in his uh, in the house. None survived. He was out the outside the the uh, the house while. Uh, while the aircrafts hit the, the house. So um, uh, he became uh, really in a, in a very um, bad uh, psychological um, um, condition. Uh, after that, he, he became like um, traumatized. Um, he suffered a lot from like uh, viral disease. Uh, uh, Abdul Ali uh, uh, interned uh, in the state of uh, silence and he suffered from different diseases. He's uh, notably heart disease, 
until he died after the uh, the attack um leaving um his um uh, uh, some of his children and grandchildren alone thank you for sharing what role do eyewitnesses play in your reporting yeah uh, actually uh, we're depending mainly on mainly on uh, uh, on uh, uh, field visits to the sites of uh, violations to doc to document or to meet and interview uh, the eyewitnesses and depending uh, on the uh, primary sources. So um, uh, interviewing with the eyewitnesses uh, play a key role in our uh, work, uh, starting by uh, having their um, testimony and having more than um, testimony uh, from different uh, uh, eyewitnesses uh, that um, that uh, give us like the 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 whole um, image of the incident. So uh, uh, the more eyewitness we can uh, interview, uh, the the clearer image uh, we have. So we depend mainly on the um, eyewitness. Um, on uh, reporting, um, no, uh, we depend mainly on primary sources, and uh, no report uh, can uh, can be published without um, uh, interviews and um, talking to eyewitnesses. So uh, having uh, uh, many um, eyewitness to different. Um, Incidents and violation. That means um, a more precise uh, information we have. That's it. What role has child recruitment played in the ongoing war? Uh, actually, um, recruit uh, recruitment increases as the conflict uh, continues. Um, we have a, um, a study, a field study uh, called Colored Covens um, about the ch children recruitment. And uh, it mainly uh, analyzes the, the role of um, social, economic, and, um, uh, and other factors that affect um, the children recruitment and how it... Um, um, and uh, the uh, the war affected the children recruitment and vice versa. Um, so uh, children recruitment play an important role, um, especially in a in a, in a young um, can call it a young. Uh, um, most of the Yemeni people are uh, are young, so. Uh, uh, children recruitment is a is a good way for the uh, for the uh, warring parties to have fighters. So uh, uh, children uh, play an important role in fighting and providing security uh, for the uh, warring parties. 
a large percentage of children have been killed uh, or uh, they have been um, ex uh, exposed to injury, uh, sexual violence, and other um, dangers uh, during um, the recruitment. Uh, so um, this yeah. indicates, um, uh, I mean, it's uh, uh, why parts of the conflict uh, depend upon children for fighting and security tasks. So um, uh, the participation uh, of uh, children is uh, important for uh, to all parties. Um, uh, the uh, the uh, phenomenon of child uh, children recruitment in Yemen society in the uh, the uh, the ongoing um, war is like is having like an, uh, a debate. Um, there are some conflicting uh, trends related to the phenomena, uh, despite the fact that children recru recruitment like um, having a tendency to uh, to raise. Um, some, uh, like um, uh, in, in this study, the, uh, the children recruitment mainly um, uh, happened because of um, economic situation. So the war uh, resulted in a poor um, economic situation leading children to, to go for, uh, to become soldiers, to gain uh, money and then uh, the um, when the uh, the um, the wars uh, stop, they start like to have uh, no um, source of income, so they they won't be soldier anymore. So um, as I mentioned before uh, in the beginning, so recruitment increases as the conflict continues. Um, so once uh, the war stopped. I think every uh, the most, let's say, uh, of the children will go back to their like normal life. Maybe it's important for um, for rehabilitation and so on. Uh, but when we break uh, break the uh, economic uh, and um, uh, bad conditions, they they uh, so we can minimize. The children recruitment. Why has the situation in Yemen received scarce international attention relative to the widespread media coverage of the Ukraine-Russia war? How do you explain the amnesia regarding the situation in Yemen? Yeah, this is good. Good question, actually. Thank you, Ari. Um, the uh, uh, it have been like eight year, uh, eight years now. And uh, conflict have uh, have resulted into the the worst man-made humanitarian crisis um, in Yemen, and it seems like no one no one cares. So um, uh, actually, the uh, maybe the rule of the uh, media outlets on focusing uh, in in Yemen. Uh, the double standard that the international community deals with um, with Yemeni people, um, maybe the rule of the um, the main actors 
uh, who have been engaged in this uh, in in this war. I mean the um, uh, the Gulf countries, especially Saudi Arabia and Emirates, you know, uh, Arab Emirates, uh, who have been um, um, uh, one actually one party. Um, uh, acting and uh, fighting in Yemen. So uh, double standard have been um, applied here. So um, while other, um, let's say, um, they have their calculations. I mean, uh, no one would care if someone um, die uh here in Yemen uh because he 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 died just for original um original um conflict um uh, billion of dollars have been uh, uh paid to kill um to kill like Yem Yemenis or um some um some uh, act, uh, actors who have been uh, support this war. So um, I think I think we have to ask uh, them uh, actually uh, why no one is, is care about Yemen. When you conduct your research for your reports, how do you go about conducting interviews? How do you locate the individuals who provide testimony? Actually, uh, we have um, uh, researchers um, all over Yemen. Uh, uh, so um, um, all of them are, uh, are local activists. So they, they know about any new incidents or uh, by knowing um, from the, the media as a primary, as a secondary uh, source of information, I, we identify the, the site uh, of the incidents. And then we, uh, uh, the researcher um, uh, visit the, the site, um, uh, having like initial, uh, initial um, gathering of information and contacts. Uh, also, sometimes depending on the incidents and the type of the incident. So when it's like um, a landmine explosion, so um, people would know where it uh, where it explodes and who who get affected. So they they start by visiting the the village or the area of uh, incident, and then they uh, they might go to to the hospital or the uh, the health center, asking for who's the um, um, asking for more uh, information, trying to get to the uh, victim, uh, her or, or uh, himself, um, asking for uh, some uh, phone numbers, and then it's it's like a long process. But um, uh, with the great experience they have been uh, through in documenting the wide network they have uh, as they are part of the local communities, uh, plus the, the role of social media. And as I told you, uh, when an incident happened, it's like uh, 
a bomb or an airstrike. So everyone uh, knows about it. So they go directly to the site of the, um, of the incident, trying to collect uh, information or having some contacts and prepare for uh, interviews later. What role are foreign powers playing in the atrocities in Yemen? Can you comment on the roles played by France, United Kingdom, and United States? Yes. Um, uh, actually, um, France, United Kingdom, and United States, and uh, other foreign powers are playing um, uh, a role uh, in, in the conflict and in the atrocities in Yemen. Uh, first of all, uh, selling um, weapons uh, to, to states that are complicit in, uh, in Yemen war. Um, and while knowing that it might be uh, used in, uh, in civilian and civilian objects, Muatan uh, have um, found uh, many remnants of weapons uh, that have been uh, made in France and United Kingdom and also United States. Uh, there is an, um, a report called Day of Judgment. Uh, it's available on Watana.org. Um, it mentioned the rule of, uh, of, the, uh, of the United Kingdom and United States, uh, mentioning incidents that we have found on the ground um, uh, evidence that the uh, the um, uh, some um, some companies uh, women companies um, with permission from the states um, and they continue uh, to sell uh, weapons to Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates. Can you comment on the roles of Iran, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE? in the abuses in Yemen? Yeah. Uh, Saudi Arabia and, Arab, uh, and United Arab Emirates um, uh, leading a coalition. Uh, um, they have uh, attack and hit civilian and civilian objects leading to, ke- uh, to kill an injured um, scores of uh, Yemeni civilians um uh, causing uh, severe damage on infrastructure and so on uh, Iran have been um uh, support um uh, healthy uh, armed group um like there is no like obvious um evidence uh, on the ground till now uh, in Montana uh, investigations but uh, there is a logistic and a political support. So uh, all of them are complicit uh, in, uh, in Yemeni abuses. Um, uh, the uh, uh, the um, a group of uh, eminent uh, uh, experts uh, also um, indicate that uh, the rule of Iran, Saudi Arabia, and United Arab Emirates uh, might amount to uh, war crimes in some, uh, uh, in some incidents. Yes. 
why is it so difficult to hold the actors involved in the Yemen atrocities to account? Uh, just in uh, September 2021, uh, the group of eminent experts, which uh, was the, uh, the only um, international body was responsible to, uh, to, um, to document or to, uh, to investigate in human rights violation and abuses in Yemen have been canceled and they didn't renew, uh, renew the, the mandate of the group of eminent experts. Um, uh, there uh, were a great uh, pressure put by Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates uh, not to um, renew the, the mandate of the GEE. So uh, they have been um, uh, putting a lot of pressure on, on, uh, on countries not to vote uh, with the, uh, with the, uh, uh, with the uh, renewing the mandate. So uh, they're trying to, uh, to avoid um, those international um, um, uh, bodies of investigation um, to keep them safe from all of these uh, atrocities they have been committed. Um, uh, it's good to mention that um, those um, investigation mechanisms are are essential, not um, uh, only to uh, to investigate about one party to the conflict. Um, it's um, it's essential to investigate on a criminally based uh, investigation mechanisms to hold all uh, who commit a, uh, abuse, an abuse or uh, a crime uh, to hold uh, accountable. Thank you. What other Middle Eastern and European non-governmental organizations do you cooperate with? What is the nature of your cooperation? How do you collaborate with one another? Yeah, um, we have um, uh, uh, many donors and partners in Middle East and, uh, and Europe. And uh, uh, we have like um, um, a corporation um, regarding uh, sharing the experience and we ask for consultants. Um, we have uh, submitting um, uh, cases in front of, like, uh, for example, um, UK court, uh, 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 Paris uh, court uh, regarding the, uh, the um, uh, uh, their uh, their rule uh, the rule of France in and UK in uh, in the war uh, and selling uh, uh, like and uh, some companies selling um, weapons so we have um, many uh, partners here uh, like ECC ECCHR um, PAX. Uh, I don't want to mention someone and forget uh, others. So um, we have a lot of um, donors uh, like um, in America, the Open Society Foundation um, in Europe. Uh, we have 
um, also Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, um, as I mentioned, ACCHR, PAX, uh, GLAN. Uh, there are a lot. Uh, and uh, we collaborate, as I mentioned, either by sharing some experiences, uh, asking for consultants, um, uh, uh, legal um, uh, discussion, and um, uh, helping uh, with uh, uh, in uh, in uh, in UN um, like uh, having uh, interviews and facilitate some uh, meetings with um, uh, with other NGO or UN bodies. Thank you. Have you been victims of sabotage and subversion? Have there been attempts to silence your work and the work of Mawatana? Uh, of course, working in this highly risk uh, environment with, uh, with highly polarization um, context, um, uh, working on all parts of the conflict um, violations, we have documenting um, uh, uh, the different parts of the conflict abuses and um, uh, um, violations. So um, we have been, uh, we have uh, our research and lawyers who, um, uh, who have been um, exposed to uh, Force, uh, forcely uh, disappearance, yeah, detention for for long periods. They have um, many researchers have been um, received threats, and um, uh, all of these are attempts to silence our work. Uh, uh, even the um, uh, uh, our executive um, director and the chairperson, they have been detained, they have been uh, uh, exposed to integration for, for a long time. Uh, they have, uh, they uh, expelled their passports and a lot of um, uh, threats and, uh, and risks uh, on maybe sometimes it's on daily uh, on daily basis. Really sorry you have had to experience this. Yeah, there is like, um, uh, but none of these uh, would um, would stop us to tell uh, the truth, and uh, um, nothing would stop us in uh, uh, in uh, in document the. Uh, the the, uh, the violations. So uh, uh, when once we document um, a violation, the other party said, "Okay, uh, uh, it's okay to to document the the other side the, the violations." But when it comes to the violation they did, they just say, "No, uh, this is for sake of." Um, Security. We're doing this just to uh, um, detention. Uh, actually, is the the main main violations. Uh, no, uh, 
they they are uh, terrorists or something like this while they are um, just like uh, they are um, journalists or something like this but once they uh, they oppose their uh, policies they become uh, terrorists or they just spying for the other party and so on how do you perceive the decade of the 2020s playing out for Yemen? Are you pessimistic? Do you have any grounds for optimism? Oh. Actually, we have like, we are in the middle or after the middle of the 2020s. Um, uh, it have been like a hard time. We have been passing through. Um, uh, but um, the midst of this uh, misery, uh, there is still hope. Uh, uh, Yemenis have been um, uh, through uh, those circles of violence uh, during the past uh, um, century. Uh, but each time, uh, they have the ability to uh, to uh, to like to to start over again, and um, uh, by by all of these uh, uh, work uh, on human rights, on uh, other development, and uh, seeing uh, some um, uh, young um, great models, um, uh, we have like uh, some. Uh, optimism um, asking or keep asking or calling for uh, for accountability to brought uh, all who uh, commit uh, a crime to justice trying to uh, 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 trying to to find some hope in the new generation uh, with these uh, uh, revolutionary um, like social media no one uh, can hide a crime anymore so using uh, the the new technology telling uh, about the uh, uh, the atrocities they have been through naming and shaming uh, the uh, perpetrators uh, all of these together with the uh, young um, uh, the young generation, the power and the hope. I think we could uh, we could pass with a minimum uh, style. I've asked you most of the questions that we agreed on. Are there any topics you would like to address? Are there any questions you'd like me to ask you that we didn't discuss? Are there any questions from our previous list that? Uh, you would be interested to talk about? Or do you feel happy? All parties to the conflict in Yemen are committing um, violations. No clear hands uh, in, the Yemeni, uh, in the Yemeni conflict. Uh, all of them are committing crimes and trying to, uh, to escape with uh, and go um, uh, without any... Um, accountability or redress to victims. So we call, uh, we also call, uh, we always call on 
um, the UN General Assembly and the UN um, Human Rights Council to establish a mechanism, a criminally focused mechanism to investigate on the human rights violation in Yemen. What misconceptions about Yemen does your reporting challenge? Uh, there is some misconceptions while we are reporting, uh, we were facing our challenge. Um, starting but by that, uh, um, uh, it is uh, it is a Sunni conflict, while it's not. Um, or uh, the the foreigner um, uh, can call it a view. To the uh, to, to Yemen, um, uh, some uh, some misconceptions that it's only one uh, party of the conflict who's committing uh, crimes; the other are uh, innocent. Um, uh, some uh, some misconceptions uh, regarding the. Um, uh, uh, that uh, they have like excuses for their um, for their uh, crimes. I mean, when they uh, detain someone, they just said it's for security purposes or uh, only for um, um, uh, to save the 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 society and so on. Um, uh, other uh, misconception regarding that. Um, uh, when uh, an, uh, an strike uh, hit uh, somewhere, uh, it's uh, only a mistake, or uh, there were, uh, or there was a, um, a high official, um, a high rank official there. So uh, this is uh, give uh, give them the uh, uh, the uh, the authority, and it is like um, it is. Uh, is a, a military target, uh, and no one cares about the uh, the scores of a civilian have been dead. Uh, there is no proportionality or um, uh, or uh, a military a real military target. So um, this is some misconception uh, about uh, Yemen and about the 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 Yemeni conflict that we challenged during um, uh, reporting. Are you okay with any of these questions? If, if, if not, that's fine. But there were some other ones that I thought, if you wanted to pay attention to, how are the internally displaced in Yemen coping with their situation? What can we learn about them from them about uh, resistance? Actually, uh, about the uh, IDBs, uh, uh, I don't like have the statics or uh, we Okay, no problem. Them. Okay. Uh, what role have attacks on health facilities played in the Yemeni civil war? Is that a difficult question? I have to go back to uh, to the uh, attacks. We have like an, uh, a, a report on uh, health um, attacks on health facilities. Okay. If it's difficult, I don't want to make it difficult on you. As we bring our conversation to a close, um, I wanted to ask you, as we come to an end, are there any research reports coming out soon that you would like to tell us about? Can you share with us anything about your upcoming research projects and upcoming publications? Yes, Sari. 
we are um, now uh, having a final um, touches on uh, our um, coming soon uh, report. Um, it's called uh, Return to Zero, uh, the case of repression to civilian uh, in Yemen. It's mainly uh, it's mainly discussed the um, the warring parties and how they uh, failed to provide repression to civilian in Yemen, uh, calling um, uh, the states uh, to take immediate uh, steps to support uh, uh, repression and justice in Yemen. Mainly uh, asking the Saudi Arabia. Uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, the internationally recognized government of Yemen, the Houthi Armed Group, and uh, other um, warring parties uh, to um, to uh, have uh, mechanisms uh, to establish and respond um, to civilian harms uh, that their uh, forces are responsible uh, in Yemen. Um, uh, the reports find that um, uh, existing warring parties mechanism are grossly inadequate, uh, both in relation to the scale and severity of the harm, um, uh, and in comparison to the international legal obligation that warring parties hold. Uh, so um, they um, failed to provide reparation to civilian victims, uh, uh, and um, um, they they failed to provide uh, repression to civilian victims of their repeated, frequent, and serious uh, international um, law violation in Yemen. So uh, we uh, uh, we investigate in this uh, report um, um, and review public. Public statement and reports and documented uh, by the warring parties um, and their redress-related uh, bodies. Uh, we have been uh, conducted interviews um, with uh, with victims, family members, and human rights uh, defenders, lawyers, and focus on uh, the repression by the warring parties. Um, uh, we have uh, we have done this uh, work uh, in assistance with uh, Louis Ten uh, cl Clinic uh, in Yale uh, University, uh, who helped us uh, in uh, drafting the reports and analyzing um, the warring parties' civilian harm and uh, responses in Yemen. So this is the uh, the main thing. I wish you only the best of luck in bringing these upcoming reports to public attention. Hudan Saidan in your upcoming projects as they come to publication. Research reports take a very long time to study, edit, review, and revise before they are made public. And on behalf of all the civilians and victims in Yemen, who are unable to use their voice to say this. Thank you for everything you do and all the silent suffering that goes in to making your work and 
you're reporting possible and available. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for this opportunity to share.